Welcome to another episode of Man Handbook. My name is Mr. Wesmith. Hello, Willow. So, how's your week been? That you made a list of how my week's been. A list? <laughs> why, why do you need a list? Because I felt like. Because, really and truly, like, I remember when we record, I don't really have like, week roundups with anyone. So, you know, like, you know, how many week roundups do you have with people when you're actually like, chatting in general? Do you know what I mean? Most of the people you talk to, like daily, you talk about daily stuff or what happened last night or if someone you haven't seen for a while, how's life been? You don't really do week roundups with people, do you? I don't really talk to people that often. Well, so then it reinforces what I'm saying. You don't do week roundups. See, whereas we, we get to have a week roundup and today I feel like I need to cover a few bases. Okay? First, something a bit light, light-hearted for everyone else, not for me. For me, it's very serious. I found a grey hair. I found a grey I found a grey hair. I can't say the same. Thing. <laughs> I found a grey hair. Do it in the same breath. Someone thought I was twenty five. Look, look. People still people challenge my age all the time. I'm all the time. Up, I was told I was oh you, I thought you was twenty five. Look, they're trying to get in your pants, they're lying to you. That's just to steal that. Was it a man? No, it exactly. I don't know exactly. Exactly. No, it don't happen to me twice, to be fair. But any of the men. No. Alright then, see. No. So <laughs> case in point. I found a grey hair. Maybe she has to be upset about it. Not be upset, very upset about it. Like, why? What do you mean, why? When you find your first grey hair and I ask you, how's your week been? And you tell me, hey, I'll ask you why you're upset. No, nah, but I'm wavy, so it's different. Like, if I've got, I got waves, so if I've got yeah, grey hair, waves, waves, grey hair. hair waves, jeez. Let's firstly just slow down. It was only one grey hair. Now, I'm just saying, I would be welcome if I have, still have the waves I have now. <laughs> grey hair. It was one grey hair and it was in my nose. <laughs> I thought, let me delay on where I tell where this is. It's my nose. I keep saying I'm going to trim my nose hair. Because you can't see my nose hair. No one's ever seen my nose hair. But I know it's there and it's irritating. Right? And I was there, brushing my teeth, looking. And I was like, what is that in my nose? Thinking maybe it's like snot or something. No. It's a, it was a long grey hair. One. On its own. I was like, this is mad. I could cut this and no one be any of the wiser. No one can even see it now. But I've seen it and it's too late now. It's there. I know it's there. I know part of my body has broken down so much so that I'm now producing grey hair. But to be fair, once you get one, they're all going to trickle through and you're going to have a grey... Well, do you know what? If they're all grey in my nose, I don't really care because you can't... I haven't got say nose that you can see. Yeah, but, well, it's not going to be in your beard. You don't have a beard. I have a goatee though. You haven't got a beard. You haven't got a beard. I've got a goatee. Okay. Is that what you call it? Shut up. Right. I didn't choose, On a serious note, when he says he's got a goatee, yeah. It's a goatee. I'm posting a pic today. It's a couple strands of hair. A couple strands of hair. It's not a proper goatee. It's a proper, like, you know when you just go through PV and you get them strands through. My goatee is longer than any hair. That Mr. Wilson has on his body. Uh, I don't need to do I don't want to know that. I know you're going to jump in there. Oh, 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 oh. On his hair and his face. Nah, okay? I was going to go into too much detail, but to be fair, I don't, I don't really do the whole long PBA. Oh, oh. It's cool. But, <laughs> no, the only reason that you have, like, right now is because I, tri- I had a haircut recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But remember when I was doing beard gang? I'm look- beard gang? <laughs> if you know Mr. Wilson in real life, if you scrap that, we'll post a picture today. <laughs> but, 
He and I, I don't think we'll ever be in beard gang. We will nah, never be in beard speak gang. For yourself. But I will be speak legitimately your, wait, 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 wait. in goatee gang. Wait, this guy has got no sideburns. I cut him. I cut my sideburns. What I went sideburns for? He's in the fucking seventies. Hell, I don't, no, I don't care no, about sideburns. No, no, no guys, he he said he cuts them. Hair hasn't grown there ever. Anyway, yeah. Some people are like, look, there's no... I don't know what you're... You just, you just joined Moustache Gang. No, no, no. Just joined no, Moustache no. Gang because he's got two, two sideburns. Mad. Look, my goatee's legit. Like, do you remember them old you know, like, I've Chinese actually got legitimate films? pictures of when, when I was doing Beard Gang. But... You what? Post them. Look, bundle the talking. Is, it was before... Post them. What it was is that summer oh, started. Oh, oh, oh. Hot I, boy summer, is it? No, no. Nah, nah. <laughs> well, nah, I'm, I'm just medium handsome, so it's different. But in general... I thought, you know what, I don't want to be all, like, scruffy. You know, in, when you grow a beard, you get that scruffy stage. No, you don't. And in the summer, of course you do. No, you don't. And do you know why I don't so you know? Because I've never had a beard. Yeah, do you know you, why you don't know? Because yeah. you've never had a beard. Well, I know, because I spoke to, to fellow beard gang. Fellow beard, bro. There's me. I was filling out my application, innit? So what happened was, I filled out my application. I was, I was passing through all the, you know, the checks and procedures. <laughs> And then I backed out last minute because I knew that. Took it, took it shit. I knew summer was coming and I need to, to be at my flight. All I'm saying is, say it with your chest. I want to see a sign on social media that shows you with your beard or partial beard. Look, guys. I could do goatee gang right now. I'm, uh, right now. Look, guys. Billy Goat's gruff up in this bitch. Yeah. Like them old Chinese men from he, the old Kung Fu films. He's legitimately got four strands. I can tie this into like a plaque. And if I get one of those like old Chinese you know what, guitars, you know what kind like, of play he's talking about? You know when girls have ponytails, and it's got their 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 little hairband, and it's got one strand of hair at their hairband. That's oh the zombie ponytail. Yeah, that that's how his goatee looks. Super, no, shut up! <laughs> Fuck out of here. Anyway, right. So I found a grey hair. I'm not taking that well. I think I might go out raving to break relive my youth again. Um, on a more serious note. This week, so I've been watching obviously the news as I do, and have you heard about the chicken boxes? Look, yeah, I've had many debates. <laughs> the chicken I'm, I'm, boxes. Do you know how idiotic that is? Do you know what? Right. What I've been enjoying is people making their videos or giving their narratives of the dialogue in that meeting. We need something to combat knife crime. Everyone's there stumped for ideas, even though the country are throwing ideas down their throats. Try this. Try this. Try this. They're like, no. Forget all of that. And there's one person in there that's like, you know what? This is happening in their chicken shops. If we put stories on the inside of chicken boxes, people are going to read them and think, fuck, I don't want to be like Dave or Ade. I'm going to put my knife down and stop stabbing people because of what they read in the chicken box. Do you, know, do you want to know uh, the irony of this? Someone was stabbed outside the home office this week. Oh, and they, they, they wish they had chicken boxes there. I would have stopped that. That would have stopped I, you know that. I said, I think I tweeted as well. I said, um, if only they had a Morley's. If only. Or a Dixie's. Or, or a chicken cottage. You know what I mean? Because this is what people and do. I, they would have read that compelling story. <laughs> you know what's wild about it? You know how small a chicken box, like, is? Yeah, yeah. And the, they've got a fr- they've got to write that in like size. Did you see? Oh, I don't know if you saw the pilots of what the like, because it's a black box and then it's got the writing inside of the lid. Yeah, yeah, inside the lid. So yeah. it's not even on the outside. Yeah, so so when they open up their box, they're yeah. gonna stop and look at that story before they eat their chicken, and then think, oh, and then they're gonna tweet their 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 feelings and write hashtag knife free, 
and they're going to change their whole life. These men are not scared of going to prison for an extended part of their life. They think that a story in a chicken box will change all of that. Do you know how small the writing was, though? You know, like, the terms and conditions? Like, size the, 11, the, isn't it? When you sign up for something, the terms and conditions, you never read. Yeah. That, that's exactly how, how short, how they were, basically. I saw a little image of them. Obviously, it's been over Twitter and so, so forth. I've seen a little image of them. And I'm like, these little mini what, stories. What I was did no one, like, so, people that stab people, they don't, don't, they don't go to prep, they don't go to, they're not, not vegetarians. Do you know, that's the other thing, the race side of it. Because they're like, let's, let's just get it out of there. People are like, shit, it's black boys stabbing each other and everyone else. Black people like chicken. Let's do it in chicken shops. You reckon they're going to put, put, put in labels on watermelons? I was just about to say that. And they're going to put it in the watermelon aisle. And you know, what else? What else? And, and bloody dragon stout. <laughs> <laughs> on the back of dragon stout bottles. You reckon maybe you open a cocoa bottle lid? For real, they might have to... Home office says one for you. Email Palmer's and put it on the inside of a cocoa butter lid. Because that's obviously you good. You see that shit every day. Like, mm. True. But, what, so vegetarians don't... I don't oh, Speaking know. of vegetarians, I'm going to change the tone, as I tend to do all the time. Go on. Did you, what, have you been seeing this, the um, women attacking cucumbers? Are the women that are masturbating with cucumbers? The cucumber challenge... Is that what it's called? Well, there, it was, there was a cucumber challenge and there was people did. You, you know what? Don't people realise we actually must like... I like cucumbers. Now you just... I don't like cucumbers. I like cucumbers. I don't like cucumbers. Oh, also, I thought... Can you imagine when people go into the... Like, women are buying... Like, say you see a woman buying four cucumbers. That's you're, it. You're judging her straight away. You're looking at her like... You're looking in her basket. Oh. Making a salad today, are you? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Yeah, of course you're not. <laughs> There's an, I saw a video the other day of a woman doing it with corn. Corn in the cob. And I was like, I, I don't understand. Because, you know, I think that the whole challenge thing is a millennials thing. You know, like, everyone's always dissing millennials. And I'm always like, no, don't do that. They're the next generation. This time I've got... A, the millennials are just being wild. Everything's not... Because you know if you put challenge at the end of any word, yeah. that's it. You know what I was thinking about, yeah? Can imagine you come home and your missus is doing... Is, is, is fondling a cucumber. I think I'd just erupt into laughter. I wouldn't be offended. No, I wouldn't be offended. I wouldn't be offended. But I don't I, even think I'd be disgusted. I'd just nah, erupt I'd into di- laughter. I'd be disgusted at the stupidity. Imagine she's filming herself deep throating a cucumber. See, this is... That changed the whole tone. Now, if she's filming it intending to post it on socials, now everyone's in trouble. Now everyone's in trouble. Like, have you seen that... I mean, there's a video <laughs> that went out a little... Like, a while ago of this girl. She looks like she's about 12... She's there twerking on her video camera, whatever. Uh, and her dad walks in and tans her up. Like, he just... When you first see the video, you think they're posting it as some child abuse thing. And then we see the comments are like, nah, she was twerking in the video, talking about she's having sex now, blah, blah, blah. And the dad's just whooping her ass. Ah, uh, nah, <laughs> that... See, that, that... That day, I don't know. That, you know what? I saw something even more heartbreaking. What? There's a dad and a daughter dancing. Yeah, just dancing. Yeah. They're dancing together. Mid dance, she turns around and starts twerking. She must be about three, less than three years old. Mad, mad. That's when you give that accidental pushover. Push. What are you doing? No, no, no. The heartbreak in this man's face. His wife or girlfriend, whoever was laughing at. Him, I said, no, that's not. F-. If me personally, I would look around. It's not funny. We we'll stop. Music stops. He could have. He could bring himself to say anything. But someone's being draped by their leg. I'll just pick the child by the leg. What are you doing? 
Ah, I saw mummy do it. Yeah, mummy, come and show me what you was doing for our daughter to see. And she does that, <laughs> dash a watermelon in her face. Bow. Nah, you, you wouldn't know. No, what watermelon? That was her. Nah, I'm saying. Her pillow. Mum start to work. No, no, no. Not in that scenario. You can't arouse me in that scenario. My child is acting 40. And she's three years old. Because my partner's acting 40. Do you know what I mean? Now I just discovered in the space of three minutes that I've got a fuck child and a fuck partner. What do you want me to do? Uh, nah, someone, someone has to get a firm talking to. The game is the game. The game is the game. Everyone's social media is being cancelled. That's it. That's nuts. That's nuts. Another thing that came out this week was the stop and searches. They're doing this, like, thing where now they don't even need probable cause. Live-o. Live-o. Like, you know before, obviously, they had to have grounds, you know. Really, nah, they scrapped that. There's a new thing. What's it? Section 60 or whatever. I'll look into it and tweet what it is. I'm not going to lie to you. I suppose we're, we're out of it, really, to a degree of that. Of that. But if... Like, I say that... But then I, I don't think we're necessarily out of it because we look fairly... Yeah, obviously with my grey hair now, I'm obviously you know, pushing 60. No, do you know what? The like thing it. is, when I've been on Twitter, I've been um, debating and talking with um, a few people and then kind of just like, just tweeting my thoughts on it. And I, I actually think stop and search can be effective because these men that have got their knives and their guns and these boys that are out here with their knives and guns, they're, they're, they're not... Stashing them in bushes. They're on their person. They're in... Let's forget all the whole stereotypes. They're in their little man bags. I think we're not, but people don't carry straps. No, not as much as I think they used to. But with the knives and stuff, these boys are carrying it in their jeans, in their, in their, little, in their man bags, all of that. So it's on their person. So I think stop and searches will be effective and I think we'll see. No, but you still should, should be, it still should be your probable cause. So I'll tell you because, what... Because the only reason why I say that is because you're going to give people... The people, the opportunity, the, the opportunity to abuse power. Yes, and they're already abuse power as it is. Yes, and what I said is it can it can work and be effective if it is executed appropriately. Yeah, but you, it's never going to be executed. Yeah, well, they, it can they can attempt to. No, no, no. Because right us. now, right now, they're, they're not even they're not going to attempt at the moment. They're just saying, police, you're allowed to go and do what you want now. Now, if what they can do is how they can um, improve that is that they can have a better dialogue between the police and the communities. You can police don't have better dialogues because people police don't tend to look like look like the community. A lot of the times, police doesn't reflect the communities they're in. They don't. They don't because and it's hard for you to police in an area that you you live in. No, no, I'm not saying you can't you, do that. No, no, no. But, it, but police, a lot of police are not relatable. When I say relatable, no long, no longer. They used to be. When I was younger, we used to have a couple of police officers that come to used to come to our area every summer and for every day. They would be there and we would see them every day. And that was obviously long before funding was cut and so forth. And we see this guy every day. And he made us, it made things very comfortable for us in regards to police. Like, I never felt threatened or scared by them. We would see him every day. He would, you know, we'd go out and play football. He would welcome, like, hi guys. We'd be on your first name base and so forth. And you had that community relationship with them. Obviously, that's gone now. Are you talking to the feds? Yeah, yeah, but it was cool. I remember, because I remember I used to, I asked him to, ask him to race once. This guy smoked me. And I'm fast. Like, he's smoking he was, with his gear on. I was like, wow. You just a police with his, with his gear on? Bruh, with his gear on. With his gear on. Nah, don't just, be raising your eyebrows. You nah, full I'm, well I'm, know how fast I am. Nah, and he nah, still nah, smoked nah, me. No, nah, I no, don't, I don't believe you're that fast. Whatever I, what I know about you is, is diminished now. <laughs> right, cool. Well, there's no look, way. You beat me. 
that means he would have beat you. That's it. That's no, it. No, no. He would have beat everyone no. you know, other than the no. friend you've got that runs professionally. He would have beat everyone you know. No. That's it. If he beat me, he would beat everyone you it's know. It's impossible. Right, you say that now. <laughs> that's, so now. That, you know, I mean, to be fair, I was like 12, 13. That's preposterous. Yeah. But <laughs> to, to even say such a thing. Look, that was what it was. That's what it was. You just have to, have to deal. To but be, I think it can, be, it can be done properly. It can no, be done properly. I, you know, I, don't, I have no faith in it. You know, I it's hard no, to have faith in it, it but is, I've, I, I'm, no, I'm being optimistic. Is, you know, as I have no faith in it because in general, I don't have... You see, the, the average policeman, mm. I have no faith in them. But that's, but that's, but yeah, because, that's still the, the experiences you've had with police. That's because, it. You can because, only come from your experiences. Yeah, yeah and because they don't know how to, to, to engage. Let's not be blanket. Let's not be blanket. There are, it's, it's different. The ones you've experienced haven't. And I've experienced the officers that are... that. One or two that might be a, a bit... That, you know, trying to engage... Yeah, but, but my thing is the whole stop and search. There you're gonna get into more situations where people are gonna have more um, confrontations. Yeah, I think I, I'm not gonna lie to you. If, like if, if the chatters like you're saying they have don't have to have probable cause. Like, yeah, yeah, that's that's the wild part because now because you're gonna I, see so many discriminations just come to light. Yeah, people are gonna be I, I'm saying lie, yeah from you. Into your point, bro. It's do you know what though? I think it still can be done. Well, right now, if, if a police officer pressure, how 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 would you take that? It depends on the way they speak to me, because you look yeah, at these, might, look at the horrible scenarios, look at the horrible scenarios. People's the dialogue, the way you come and speak to someone, that's that, that's that's sets to everything. The way you introduce yourself to someone and speak to someone, especially man to man, yeah, those first few words, your body language, they set the tone of the whole interaction. Mm-hmm. Now, if you come over with a positive or non-threatening demeanor. That interaction can be better than it would be if you come over trying to be an enforcer. You know, if you come over, okay, I think that you guys have got knives, everyone up against the wall, that's going to be mad. That's going to be mad. And there's a likely, you know what I mean, someone's going to get hurt. Whereas... First thing they'll hear, suck your mother. <laughs> whereas you hear, if, if someone's coming over and they're having, open their dialogue that is, that seems, you know, quite cordial and you can, you can it seems like you're showing respect to one another. And I think that's where we lack, obviously, in the community police because you can build relationships. We don't have that. I think it's going to be a shitstorm for the next few months, personally. I think you're going to see a lot of people arrested. And you're going to see... Because let's not lie, there are a lot of knives out there. You're going to see a lot of people arrested. And a lot of, you're gonna uh, see... a lot of police officers assaulted. Yeah. So I swear I saw today, there was a police officer killed... T- it might have been today. Or yesterday, a police officer. I saw I was thinking I saw on Twitter. Well, killed? Killed, yeah. And I didn't read, I didn't get to read the whole article. I just saw like the headline. Oh, to be fair, I saw another one where a police officer um, was he stopped and searched this guy. He didn't have no insurance, whatever the case mm. may be, and the guy pulled out a machete on him and cut his throat. Black guy. I, I don't know. But I saw a video the other day of yeah. a, that police and and he's on the floor. You can see he's there's blood everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and. Do you know what I was like? What's wild was about trying, this? The guy was trying to stop him. Like, Stop the bleeding. Yeah, and then you've got the people recording it. What's nuts is like, when you see the police in those videos, they're not doing themselves any favours. This guy, whoever they arrested, he's clearly in whatever state he's in, he's cuffed, he's on the floor. And uh, there's two police officers on him. A third one comes along and puts his knee on his head. And he's like, proper digging it in. Like, a part of me is like, Maybe they're all close friends and obviously you're seeing your friend being attacked, you want to take vengeance. But you cannot do that in the position you're in. You're right now... Because if you're in... Let's say you're in, you're in our community and something's happening. It's someone I know that's done it. Yeah, they've done something wrong. But that police officer coming over and put his knee on his head. 
Now it's a brawl. Now it's a brawl. I don't, I've always said I don't really like to advocate violence and so forth. But what you're doing there, I can't talk to you and say, stop doing that. You know you shouldn't do that. I have to spark you in the face. And if I've sparked you, that means you're gonna, your friends are going to come for me. Now everyone's in trouble. Now it's Royal Rumble. Do you know what I mean? It's Royal Rumble. People are getting bottled. Trunches are getting taken out. Sprays everywhere. That's it's wild, you know. If you think that's worth it, I'd, I'd hate to be sprayed. Yeah, police officers, their behaviour just has to be regulated and monitored. It's not all of them that are like that. A lot of them are getting bad, bad publicity and stick for the few that are being, like, cunts. I don't think all of them deserve... I don't think, it's, I don't, I think it's not really a few. Because at the end of the day... Anyway, we could talk about police and searches and other mm. because it's not... It's not the topic of the day. Last thing of my week. Did you see... The banned adverts. No. Oh, so there's these... The main one we're talking about, obviously, because we're the man handbook, and we talk about man stuff. The main one was the advert that was banned from being put out, and it was two men who were fathers. One had his um, their child in the car seat carrier. The other one had them, and I think, in a baby carrier. And they got to, like, a sushi bar, and there's, like, you no know, sushi going on the conveyor belt. And they're like, oh, let's try it. And they put their babies on the belt, Forgetting he moves around and they're sitting there talking to each other, eating their sushi, and the babies obviously are being carried away. Now, that got banned because it's obviously showing fathers as careless, ultimately showing men as careless, saying we're incompetent in regards to raising and looking after children. And I agree. Now, when I was watching um, Jeremy Vine and they were talking about this, the woman on there, she was going around moving mad. She was like, yeah, but dads are hapless. What what do you what do you expect? I love my husband, but he would do dumb stuff like that. And I was sitting there thinking, this husband needs to ring her now while she's live on the show and tell her to fix up. What, regardless of whatever stereotypes you believe out there or whatever you've you've seen, saying something like that is just outright insulting and rude. You can't just turn around and make blanket scenes like that. And what is really what I find even more frustrating is because that can never ever happen in this day and age with the opposite gender. Never. You can't say something that condemns women in public. You will be hung, drawn and quartered. But yet still it's okay to just be condemning men like that. That's why we're here to change the tone. We are here to change the tone. Yeah, to change the tone. I I just find it frustrating that you hear comments that are put out and you think if this was the other way around, would you react the same? Would you find it as funny or would you take it as seriously? And you can't really sit there and, and say, yeah, we want to stand on equal footing and do these things equally and have, be judged in the same way when it's, when it's not... In reality, that, doesn't, that won't exist. That it, will never happen. Equality only works in the favour of when it's in women's favour. Equality is a nice idea. Yeah, it's, but, it's, it's not practical. No, but when women talk about equality, it's when it works in their favour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's much like, it's much like, it's much like, like it's chivalry and manners. And, and accountability. And accountability. I saw some of your tweets about accountability. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because that that's just that that's a foreign word. <laughs> it's a foreign word. Uh, yeah, that tweet got a lot of response. Yeah. What was your week saying? How was your, how was your week? I booked I booked annual leave. That's how my week was. <laughs> I booked I, annual leave. I decided. How did this come in? I need to book some annual leave. Um, I was right to be fair. Just better than last week. Last week you was ready for the week to be over. Yeah, no, I was ready for this week to be over too. But <laughs> last week we was ready for he was ready for the week to be over like Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but to be honest, I think it's all right. We I tra- had a good training week, and yeah, it's been it's been all right, apart from a, a badminton mishap. But I'm going to rectify that this week. Ah, uh, 
But, you know, I'm, I'm never going to talk about it. You're lucky. You know? I'm it's glad right, you said that because I'm going to bring it up. No, no, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> Next week, when, you, when I come on the pod, boasting. <laughs> You're not boasting this week, no. Huh? You're not boasting this week. No, no, you know what it is? I'm a gentleman. So, oh. what is. <laughs> I like to allow people to feel good about themselves. Yeah. I see what you're saying. That's true. Yeah, that, it's true. You know, you know, chivalry's not dead with me. Uh, I, I feel but that. We'll, I feel we'll, that. We'll digress and we'll talk about something else. All right. So, what do you want to talk about for us today, guys? Something that you'll never be prepared for: living with your partner. <laughs> now it's a joyous moment, and it's also a scary moment. Now. The joys, uh, you, you think about, you know, you get to see them, you get to, you know, spend the time with them, as much sex as you want. This is the the, the, the falsehood. You think that you're going to have as much sex as you want. But what happens is, sex becomes a bit more regulated, patterned, <laughs> drawn. <laughs> um, but there are other fun stuff about living your partner. You get to just, just chill and... and and get to how can I, how can I put it? What would you say? What would you say the positives are of living with your partner? I think the first thing to address is to to be, to to acknowledge is the relationship will change. As much as people sit there and think, "Oh, we get along great," and we're like the best of friends, when you split that key and you 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 close the door at night and it's just you two. Now, don't get me wrong. When you stay over at one another's house for the weekend, a couple of days... It's great. It's great. Maybe you're even good on holidays when you're... It's a week or two weeks together. When two it, weeks? Yeah, yeah, Some Have you, oh, have you not been on the two-week yet? No, no, two weeks... No, I'm saying, like, when you first go meet with someone mm-hmm. and you start going out, two weeks is a long time, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, but you're not going to move in with them. When you no, start no, what I'm saying, but if you go on holiday for two weeks, it's, it's, that's a yeah, long yeah, time. Yeah, it is a, it is a stretch. Two it's weeks true. is a long time with a man, then. yeah. I remember the Mandem is cool. I remember when I went to Thailand. No, no, two weeks is a long time for the yeah, Mandem. We did two weeks in Thailand. That was, that was hard. <laughs> it was hard. No, because I remember... <laughs> do you remember that time when I'd be for like 10 yeah, days? Yeah, 11 days. But that... I always tell this story because... I remember by like day seven... Like, it sounded like a great idea. Yeah, I remember day seven, some people were tapping out. Now nah, I'm ready to go home. I'm done. Um, let's, okay, back to living with your partner. Yeah. It, the best positive. There's positive because you get to... You get to build a closeness that you cannot build living separately. You get to know each other in a, in a way that you will not get to know each other when you're separated. You get to know each other's habits. The things that you learn about your partner when you live with them are the things, the, the real things there is the things that you don't talk about. We're not going to talk about, you know, um, how they act, their Saturday routine, for example. Or what... You're not talking about the positive. I'm talking about just waking up to cheeks. You... But that's just that's not just an all around positive. You can have that with not living with them. No, because yeah. you don't live with them, so you don't. Come over wake... to the week. Come over on the weekend. Stay from Friday. But it's not every day you Sunday. wake up. You know when you open up the cover, yeah. You still do that? Oh, I'm trying to get up and go to work, man. No, yeah, yeah, above you. Sometimes you've got to be appreciative of what you have. I feel that. I feel that. Obviously, like I understand what you're saying. For me, I think. No, I don't do. I don't. I don't do it anymore. Like especially now, like. Our son's in the room. And by the time we go to bed and he's in his Moses basket, mm. I wake up and he's in between us. He's in the bed. Mm. And like he'll wake up in the morning and he gets up when he sees the light. Mm. You know, so he'll turn over, grab my goatee, obviously, because it's that long. He can do that. <laughs> Why are you laughing? You what? Know, I'm sending out a selfie today. If you realise how right? tiny this boy, little boy's hands are, yeah? 
Yeah. This is why he, he can grab the, the little strands of hair. This is the same look, size as his The length hand. of this goatee, if we measure it right now, this is about like an inch and a half of length right now. That's a lot of hair going on. Right. But, um, yeah. Alright, cool. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, you can. Waking up with your partner there every day is nice. But like, what about when you have a dispute and you have to wake up and they're there? I just d- don't engage. See, that's the thing. That's, I think. No, I, it just depends. No, it depends. I say that. Let's talk about the positives. Yeah, so someone to, to, to spend your time with. You, you kind of get into a routine. You yeah, I was about to say, you get to build comfortable, positive routines. I know, it's, it's, it's nice. No, it it's not even nice. just routines. You can actually have fun, like, together. Games nights, uh, if you put it, but it depends. If you're uh, uh, in a relationship with someone that's competitive, it can go left. I'll tell you for a fact, it can go left. You don't play Monopoly. See, I was going to say, like, when you was, like, saying have fun together, yeah. I think that, that's more, that is delivered by the male. I d- honestly, I don't really think women are fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, well, like, I'm not going to hang my neck out there and say that. But, um, I'm, gonna, I'm, in, I'm in that sort of mood. That's it. I'm saying it. Right? Not that you can't have fun, but... That the fun doesn't come from there. Yeah, the, women aren't the sources of the fun. Do you know what I mean? Like, they can join the fun, but they're not the source of the fun. So I think the men bring the fun into, into the house anyway. So I think that's a really big positive for, for the female, mm-hmm. that, you know, she's getting some like, actual fun in her house. One good thing, let's just scale it back, scale it back. One thing I'm... It can be successful, but one thing I'd probably say is don't move in... If you're a guy, don't move to your woman's house unless you know it's certified. Mm. because I've heard too many stories that when men move into a house of 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 women mm. it goes left because women often say oh you but you're in my house bro and you're hey. and, and you're and and also it's like she may see you as less than and it sounds really weird she may not say it but it will come out in the wrong time in an argument and she'll feel like you're less than because you haven't provided the home that you both share. Mm. Even if you pay the bills, you could pay every bill in that house. Mm. But the reality is you've come into her space. Mm. You haven't provided a space for her. So that is a negative. There's one thing that you need to think about as a guy. Don't necessarily be quick to, oh yeah, she may have a place, you don't have one, mm. a place, whatever. Don't be quick. Try to get a place together of your own you share together mm. that way you avoid that one sticking point i can i i i completely hear what you're saying I mean, yeah, and i think it's a, it's a strong thing to consider i think the biggest thing is if you can and obviously especially if you live in london it's hard but if you can get somewhere fresh and new together yeah because it's difficult because when they're moving with you it's your own space now being invaded, invaded so to speak and vice versa and it's not in a hostile manner but it is you know, like, I moved in with my partner and it was a case of trying not to kind of destroy the routines or balances of the house. But then after a few months, you start thinking, wait, this, so this is where I live now. I need to feel like I'm going to be here. I'm not just like uh, a, a, yeah, a subletting tenant. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I need to have my own space. I need to have certain things because you don't, you get your point where it's still early and all your stuff are in like little, air, little corners of these. Oh yeah, you can fit your stuff in there and you can, and it gets to the point where you need to feel like you're in your own space. And if you don't have that communication and, and, and dialogue in your relationship, 
you'll find it frustrating. You'll find it frustrating that you don't have room space. And then what tends to happen or what can happen is some people then have this, almost like an outburst in behaviour. And it's all of a sudden, you get, you get a grin for maybe your trainers or something being out of place. Mm. And then all of a sudden, they have this outburst. Well, I haven't got nowhere to put my fucking trainers. Well, you're for... And all of a sudden, because you haven't really designated space to yourself. Yeah, you haven't really yeah, started yeah. sharing out the space. You've got a designated area, but you I haven't started sharing the space. That's mad, you know, where you've got like a... I oh, know your stuff goes here. Yeah, yeah. And you, you can't... You've got those three rows over there. And I just it. even think about this, though, because do you think like you go from the gradual stage, like you get a draw? Like, say when you... Like, <laughs> Yeah, those are the, I think those are like the that's before you even the move light in. stages. Yeah, before you even stages. move in and you and they're spending time at yours or their yeah. you get you give them a draw. You give them a, I didn't I didn't give I didn't give my partner a draw. The concept I agree with you know no one gets a real draw. Who's got a spare draw just there? I'm like I'm like you can have half no, but then you start, my sock you, yeah, draw. Yeah, then you just move stuff out. Now I gotta start consolidating my shit. Like it's true, yeah. And then you give that bit of space in the wardrobe or whatever have you. And then you decide, oh, you know, maybe it's, this sound, seems good. We can move in together. Yeah. And then the real life kicks in. Do you know what? As, as I said at the beginning, it's, it changes the relationship. 100%. It changes the relationship and, it's a, and it puts on a new pressure. No matter how long you've been with someone, when you move in together... That's when you know them. That's when you know them. You, can't, you, you, you can never be as prepared as you think you are. And I'll give you an example. When we went to university, and we, we, the friends we, have, we had at university, we have now, and they're close friends. Yeah. Living with them was different to... You know when you, when you were in halls, yeah. and like you, and your, you had your friends that you were, would ride out with every day, we're going to raves together, doing all that. And at the end of first year, you're like, whoa, let's get a house together. And then you live with them. And they were like the best things in sliced spread. And then a few months in, you're like, you're, you, it's, you see them a whole new light. Yeah, because they're you like, but why are you so untidy? Like you, yeah, it's things like that, little things like that being untidy and in mannerisms, all these things. When you have to cohabitate with someone, it's, it's difficult at the beginning because it's always a shock to the system. No matter how good of friends you are, no matter how good the relationship is, it's always going to be a shock to the system because those little things that they did on their own and you did on your own, in your little ways now have to be done not on their own. They yeah. have to be done with the person yeah. there. And I think specifically when you're living with... See, with the guys, it's different. We had our own kind of um, ways of dealing with things. Mm. And I think because we've lived together, us too, it's been, it was cool. Um, but then I think we have like... We've lived with other people. And when you live with your guys, there is like... We're, we're relaxed. We kind of like... I think living with guys is interesting. When you live together with a group of guys, you kind of um, you establish who's really the responsible one. Mm. You establish who understands what we need, the essentials, etc. You even understand mannerisms, how people treat their house. Because you realise, like, you know what, nah, man, have you got no home training? Like, you know, sometimes you look at me, you're like, why have you... Why do you do things like that? Mm. Even we've like understand like guests when we live together as guys. When we were younger, you have, you have people coming to see you. Yeah, how everyone behaves differently with their space, etc. It's 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 just a case of people occupying your space and you're occupying another space, person's space, and it is really intense. I think you just have to be prepared for things to change, and the best way to manage that 
is verbalizing, communicating, always having that dialogue. Yeah, definitely. When you first move in or you move together, you have to have dialogue, and you need to establish. Obviously, when you're both working, see the difference is when you first when you move together and you both go to work and you come home. That is a true test of right when you because everyone has different routines. Mm. I know me personally. I'm a music person, mm. so when I come home, I just want to play some music. I want to relax. Do you mean? Yeah. But like you, you be someone that doesn't do that. It's the opposite, where they want silence. So how do you even combat that? Yeah. So when when I come home, you have to. I have to put my headphones in. When you come home, I put my headphones in. To be fair, that's actually a good compromise. That's a good compromise. No, it's not. I don't want to hear. I don't. I don't want to hear your music. And you want to hear your music, so put your headphones in. And that, to me, that's a good compromise. I personally, I would accept that. I'd accept well, that. Why is going out of the room? No, nah, don't don't send me somewhere. I can't accept that. No, but the thing is, I'm in the living room. Yeah. Like I, I don't know if you like when you're with your partner, mm. you each have a room without even realizing it. Subconsciously, you have a room. See, I like the way you said that because that just shows me that you have that space in your relationship that you each have a room. I don't have that. <laughs> I don't have that. Sometimes yeah, I might come downstairs and think, yeah, okay, I'm just going to jam downstairs, let her be upstairs, and I turn around, and she's downstairs. And I'm like, oh, but I, I kind of came downstairs. And you don't want to be mean and say, I came downstairs to get away from you. But you kind of did, because you want your own space for a little bit. Nah, I think she's you know? a, bit, a very... I don't be, I'm not going to turn around and say, to her, oh, you know what, babe, can you like go back upstairs? I want it to be on my own. That doesn't go down well. It's never going to be taken well. No, I, I'm not trying to say it should be taken well, but the reality is it's... it's... It is what it is because you like you might want to. Like, I will go and watch football and just be in the like in the living room. This is where I'm watching the football. Mm. Okay, or I want to play PS Four, whatever. This is my space. If you want to watch films together, whatever, eat dinner, eat dinner together, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, it is something that you just. It's about having that balance, and it depends how the other person is. Depends how your partner is. If you've got someone that. Really likes their own space as well and wants to be on on their own. And I think that's actually great. Two individuals that like their own space. Yeah, I think that works really well. Yeah, it does because then when you want to do stuff together, you do stuff together. When you're being on your own, you understand. Yeah, the other person gets it. Yeah, and and also you understand how the quality time when you do spend together Mm. because you understand. Okay, this is what we're doing right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't feel like oh, I need to pick up my phone or you need to. Yeah, because that can become a bad habit too. You invest in that actual time we're spending together and allocated. Also, guys, I'll tell you this for now. Just because you live in the same house doesn't mean that you're spending quality time. It doesn't work the same way. Like, for us as men, we'll say, oh, yeah, I saw you. You're in the house. You know, you, <laughs> just, we, we spent time together. We was in the kitchen together. But for women, it doesn't work like that. You actually have to set time aside in the day or the evening, whatever, and say, oh, let's go and do something together. That's what they see as quality time essentially that's what it actually really is but our mind doesn't work like that we're normally like oh well I saw you yeah yeah I woke up I woke up to you yeah. so so what do you mean and like I'm, I'm funny enough I'm, I'm guilty of that I'm very guilty of it where I've had the whole well, we haven't done anything together and I'm like I see you every day I wake up I see you I go to bed I see you if I happen to get up in the middle of the night do you know who I'm going to see you yeah but what, <laughs> okay. yeah, also we're not looking at it from, even when you come from work I don't, like, work coming from work is, like, really... I've never mentioned it before, but it's, like, really telling. Because, like, even just things like... You go to routines, like, if they get home before you, why have you started cooking? Because, mm. well, I'm hungry, and you've been home, whatever, or... If you, 
<laughs> I feel like that's an argument that you've had. Yeah, calm. Like, uh, I've been at work all day and I'm hungry and you've been here and you haven't started cooking. No, you know, it's because, <laughs> and, and that's not even me being a man, the woman, whatever. It's more of a thing of, if I'm home and I know you're coming home, I'll cook. Like, I like cooking, I don't mind. It's not a problem. And I just feel like, okay, you're going to be hungry. I like to eat at a certain time. I just don't want to be at home just starving. Mm. I don't mean sitting there just like, oh, do you fancy dinner? Oh, what? You just thought about this now. Oh, look, let me tell you something now, okay? That, you know how frustrating that is? You're sitting there like, okay, I don't want to say, but... I've got, a, like, one of my questions here is, what do you think the biggest challenge is of living with your partner? Women don't eat, man. Like, women eat to feed, but they, women don't actually eat like I'm gonna put this out there and it's probably a challenge for all relationships whether you live together or not but it's times a hundred when you're in the same house the what are we having for dinner question see that see when you make it through five of those in a row without killing each other you're gonna be each other with each other for life that's it that's it just expect that you get through you weather any storm because when you get the whole Okay, let's we're getting, getting takeout because obviously you, one of us, two of us don't want to cook. Let's get takeout. What do you want to get now? When you suggest takeout, forget what you're seeing on these just eat adverts because it looks all nice and pretty. Oh, what do you want? Ah, I want to buy some Chinese, and they're like, mm, nah, we had Chinese last week. Last week, mind you, yeah. this was seven days ago, possibly. Nah, I had it last week. Don't have that. Okay, maybe pizza. Mm, not really in the mood for pizza. Okay, what do you want? I don't know. I don't know. Why don't you just give me some ideas and yeah, help me? See, I don't know. You'll go, you go hungry. I'll send you home. I'll send you home. Like, when you have those... those, I don't even know what to call them. I don't think they're arguments. I don't think they're disputes. I think they're just conversations that infuriate one person in that scenario. And it's usually the male. What I'll say, guys, tip. If you're thinking about food, ask her way before you're hungry so you can get the choice out of the way it's, yeah, it's still may, it still early. may not speed up it still might be frustrated but at least it helps you kind of get some time out of the way before you're sitting there don't ask when you're actually really hungry yeah get because that will turn into an argument quick get a thought process in motion and don't come back don't come back home with food that is not enough to share i, I don't know what you're talking about so Let's say I've got, like, this, so the past few days I've been going out and I've been um, helping my friend coach and I've been co- um, coaching football with some kids and it's been lovely. And let's say I get back a bit earlier than normal and I think, oh, I'm just going to go through the drive through McDonald's, grab some McDonald's. I'm hungry. I've been out coaching all day. We haven't really got to stop. You know, the kids had lunch. We haven't really got to stop and do whatever. And you come back in the house and you've got your little bag of McDonald's there. And you, you know, hi, oh, you're right. Bear in mind, they've been at home all day. Why are they eat in the car? Yeah, this is this is just a lesson that I think everyone needs to learn. You okay? eat in the car. I suffered, so our men don't have to suffer. You eat in the car, bro. Right? Are you walking and you hear me? Oh, where's mine? Ah, oh, I, I didn't get you any. Now, bear in mind, this person's been at home all day. The food is there in the fridge. They could have ordered. They could have done many things. Don't make the mistake of coming home with food that's not enough to share. Because either one of two things will be happening. You'll be sharing your food and be half hungry left. Or you'll not be sharing your food 
but you'll be getting a, a strong, strong conversation about how you're inconsiderate. Inconsiderate. How that conversation will go? Just that's mad. That's mad. I hate you. I hate you. Next time, I just like how I dealt with a few of those because obviously I made a mistake a couple times. How I dealt with a few of those was because one time I phoned up. I said, look, I'm going to go to McDonald's. Do you want something? And she didn't answer the phone, so I couldn't ask her. I'm not ringing, ringing, ringing. I'm driving. I could lose my license if I'm on the phone. I'm gassing, okay? And I got back to say, look, I rang you. And she was like, you only rang once. I was like, well, you didn't answer. You didn't ring me back. She's like, well, you could have guessed what I want. Now, I'm not trying to play that Russian roulette. The truth is, I can probably guess exactly what she wants. Easy. But that one day I do guess and gamble, I'll come back, oh, actually, I'm in the mood for this. That's it. Now I've got, that's it. I'm throwing everyone's food in the bin. I'm done. I mean, I think food, like food choices, even cooking, um, also hygiene. Guys, I'm not going to lie to you. What you was, like, I'm not saying all guys are unhygienic or whatever, or you may be living at home with your mom and she's used to turn up. When you live with a woman, just make sure that you're prepared to put in your shift. I'm not saying that you have to be, you know, Cinderella and shit, but just... She may enjoy doing that, all that stuff herself, but just don't assume that she's going to do what your mum would do for you. That's a, that's a big mistake. That's a big thing. That's a big thing. Like... Nah, I think mean, that's a massive thing, because sometimes you, you could live in a household where you're, 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 you don't have to do anything. Yeah. Living with... with ultimately, when you find a long-term partner in a heterosexual relationship, that partner takes over the role of mother. And it sound, it's going to sound strange, but if you're obviously aware of what I'm talking about and understand things, you understand exactly what I'm talking about. You're not saying you, you, you look at them as your mother, but they take over the role of mother. So your mum has done all these things for you, looked after you, etc., etc. When you have your partner, she does the things that your mother, your mother used to do for you. So a lot of people have the habit of, well, my mum does my washing, my mum does this and that, and expect the same thing will happen in their household. It may happen, let's be clear, it may happen. But to go and expect it, I think in this day and age, is tough, it's tricky, and you might find yourself in some unpleasant conversations. So you just have to be aware of yourself. But I don't think many women are going to have that in this day and age. Mm, I... I'm 50-50. I think there's a lot of people that are still quite traditional in the way they behave in the household. Mm. You know, there's a lot of, you know... The other day I heard a statement I haven't heard in a while. Like, there was a woman saying, yeah, I let him be the man. I like a man being a man sort of thing. And it was like, that was... It sounded very... The way she said it was sounding very, like, old school, traditional. Like, um, Because with the whole female empowerment at the moment, it's just a case of... Those sort of statements aren't said as much anymore. Yeah, but, like, I think... I don't think she means, like, she stays at home. No, she's talking about homely stuff. She was, talking, she was talking about, you know, just in terms of how she manages the house and, you know, lets him do the You heavy know what it is? Because so she forth. wants to make sure things are done correctly. Or her I way. disagree. I just think that she... That was just the way they like to do things. You may be right. You may be right. You know, just, I don't know the ins and outs. But it, from what I was seeing, it looked like, you know, she really was on board with the way things were and that's what she liked and you know let him be the man do the heavy lifting be the breadwinner etc and I'll do also another make or break when moving in with your partner now many men would understand this and may laugh Ikea 
is a make. <laughs> I care to be a make or break in your relationship. Oh, uh, mate, I remember. So, one of our, I think it's maybe episode four. One of our guests on there, Lenzo, he, he not too long, um, got married and moved in with his wife, and I remember him phoning me up, and I've been living with my partner for almost four years now, and him phoning me up and saying, I didn't know it was going to be like this, and me laughing my head off, and I was saying, no matter what I say to prepare you, no matter what I say, you know, in the lead up of you moving in with your partner, you could expect some things, but it will never really prepare you fully, do you know what I mean? Going out, and especially when you get to when it gets to the point of building a house together, I think as men, stereotypically, we don't really give a shit what kind of fucking blinds are, or the curtain, or what style of curtain. You know what, I'm the type of man, I, just, I trust in your process, because I, I would have seen your sense of style, and let's, let's say you're wearing them kitten heels, and I'm not a fan of kitten heels, then I might question your choices in life. Mm-hmm. I would just see that. I would just think, you know what? I trust you to make the best decisions for the household. I don't mind tri- go. The thing is, when you get to IKEA, the problem with IKEA for me, personally, when I get to IKEA, it's never we never get there and get the things that I that we as said that we was going out there for. They go, oh, what about this? How about we just try this? And you spend, you you're supposed to go there for a few things. You ever been to IKEA and you're there when it's closing? Look. See, the thing is... Do you know how f- infuriated that is? I think I've learnt this quite early. I've lived with two partners. And I've learnt this quite early. That if we're going to Ikea, that's the day. Don't plan anything for the day. Nah, see, see, that's see, the day. See, you're, you're making a fatal mistake. This is not the day. Look, because people need to work within time. Yeah, look. Time look, constraints. I get that. I get that. People... See, this is, this is a very... Typical man thing. We're functional. Look, we are going to get A, B, and C. Okay? These things are in these aisles. If men go, just men, that's a bank job. Alright, look, we're here to get a wardrobe, a chest of drawers, and a bed. There's three of us. You're going to that aisle with the wardrobes. You're going to chest of drawers over there. I'm going to bed. I'll see you in 15 minutes. Bish, bash, bosh. If you're going with your partner, and you're going to get a lamp... I'll use this example because I know how real it is. A lamp. One lamp. Bedside table lamp. I could have ordered from Argos. Oh, let's go out here together. They've got nice lamps. And nice mirrors. Oh, okay. The yeah, entire... Yeah, kissing my teeth a lot in this. 11 o'clock in the morning is when we went. 11 o'clock in the morning is when we went. I don't even remember the time that we left. I know that it was a point where my legs were hurting. And they've got the, they've got the trolleys in there. So you're putting things in the trolleys that don't go in trolleys. This isn't like Tesco, you're putting things that the chest of drawers flat packed on your trolley, and then you're going, oh, you know what? Because that's a nice beach colour, and I will do it now. It's a bit, mm, I think we need more space anyway. Let's get another. No, no, no. And you know who's putting it up, and you know who's putting it up. Uh, that's another thing. When you cut home, and then the flat pack comes, you have to bring it in the house, and then you have to build it, and you're hearing, like, it's, it's, it's. Do you know, I, I, I like building flatworks. To me, they're like big jigsaws, and I enjoy it. Uh, you know that. what? I don't mind it, but it just depends. You know what I think is my thing is what I hear as well? I said, I don't want to spend time because I, I don't want to spend time in there that long. And there's other things to do. Like, I actually bought my, my, my um, iPad. 
casually, had an iPad, I have my headphones. See, now that's an opportunity to spend time. See, I would, I would use that as two birds, one stone. Let's make a day of it and spend time. This a is day? Where, yeah, yeah, let's I do have it. The time. Let's do I have all the time. See, whereas you, like, you're... you're and you your know, skill I'm, set and my skill set are very different. I'm, I'm a very patient person. Yeah, but also you have tactical dismissal. I saw what you did there earlier. I trust your opinion. Tactical dismissal, which means do what you want. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. You know when you're sitting there and they're sitting there with the catalogue or the app in front of you. What do you think about these blinds? And you, you know they're not going to stop asking you until you turn around and look. Like, yeah. But what... Okay, let me compare it to these ones. And you're sitting there. You don't give a fuck about any of the blinds, any of the cutlery, any of the crockery, none of it. But you have I to sit like there the and look and listen. Crockery, yeah. I, I, I don't care. Crockery. I don't. I don't care. They can all be fucking vomit green. Nah, nah. I, I don't, don't care. I don't, want, I don't want that. Okay. I, want, I'm gonna, I like. Thing is, I like nice things. Yeah. So do I. But just give me the choice. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, that one. But when is? Oh, you know, I think it's because I'm very direct. It's long. It's like, okay, what do you think it is? I like that one. I, I don't really need to hear about any other. Why do you like it? I think that's, that's, where, that's, where the, that's where the frustration comes. Because Why? if I pick a choice, so for example, my partner, she, when she's going out, she'll show me her outfit and she, what do you think? And I say, okay, it looks nice. Or she'll want me to help her choose between, you know, particular shoes or bag or whatever have you. And I've got a good sense of fashion. She trusts my judgment and so forth. So I understand it. What then frustrates me? See, I'm like, that bag, those shoes. And she's like, mm, now I'm going to go watch from one. Then don't fucking ask me. Mm, but that's because I've just given you a choice. I've just made a choice. I've said, you ask my opinion, I'm giving you one. Oh, also, you just made me think of something. Go on. Guys, you're going to have to understand about time. If you're travelling anywhere with your partner, you getting ready and her getting ready is two different stories. So if you have to go somewhere, be prepared to wait and your patience levels will be tested. If she <laughs> says, I'll be ready in a minute, give yourself another 10. The best advice I'd always give you if you're a lady that's put on makeup, etc. Do not start getting dressed until she uses the little spray thing. And you'll understand what I mean. <laughs> little spray thing. Once she starts using that, then it's time to get ready. Or if you play PlayStation, whatever, you watch football, do that until she's ready. I think with those situations, I find it amusing coming from you, like, because you take long to get ready. So then when I was in the vicinity of you and your wife getting ready and I'm waiting for both of you, I'm like, this is long. This is long. <laughs> waiting, for, waiting for both of you is long. No, but if and I have something to go, long, with, no, longer if I have something to go I'm, I'm getting there. That was only like if we was all going out to watch football together. No, but if I'm... Because no, you just leave us and then we'd be like, yeah. No, but if, left I, us cool. if I'm down. going if I'm going somewhere, mm. if I'm going to a wedding, or I don't want to be late. I hate being late for things like that. Mm. Of course, of course. But you and your wife, both of you, you take long to get ready. But, I think with the, with the getting dressed in time and stuff, I think I've got that down to a T, really. I'm like, yeah, we're getting ready. And I'll walk like I'm getting ready and I'll stop doing it. And then I'll let my partner get ready. Because I know how long she's going to take. So there's, I'm going to take approximately 15 minutes, including shower. Do you know what I mean? That is a lie. Like, approx- I said approximately. Bro, that's, that's a big lie. Don't that's lie approximately. Man. What are you talking about? Approximately. Like, Bro, it, your it, shower it, is 15 minutes. It depends what... It depends on the level of urgency. You don't cream your skin. It depends on the level of urgency. What, what, how big is your body that you're just... Clean my skin is quick. 
It's because I don't know. Maybe you use the water-based creams. I don't know. I use cocoa butter. Bro, my legs take long to cream. <laughs> bro, you're sure than me. Your legs are not that long. Huh? Okay. <laughs> take long to cream. What, what are you doing? Just two la- two coats. Huh? <laughs> two coats of cream. I've got to make sure I cream my legs properly. <laughs> bro, you never know what can happen. You ever your mum tell you... Make Always sure... change your underwear. Yeah, because I don't know what can happen to me. <laughs> oh, I remember the first time I heard that statement. Make sure you change your underwear. Because you never know what could happen in the day. And then, like, I laughed, sat for ages, like, what could happen in the day that your underwear needs to you be changed? You might get an accident and you, you got shitty boxers on. <laughs> 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 they cut, and they cut, and they cut <laughs> you out of your clothes. <laughs> cut you out of your clothes. Oh, out. man. And the thing is, imagine you wake up halfway through. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit, you're sitting there you like, them gym no. bo- You got them gym boxers on. <laughs> That you had on for ages. Like. But now, back to living with a partner. Also as well, one thing. Guests. Oh, this is a tense one this is well. a This is a tricky one. This is a tense one. You have to be able to... You have to make sure that you're on the kind of same wavelength with your kind of guest appearances. Because for me, my like my house is open door policy. Oh, you're in the area? Yeah, stop by. And then you get that look like, oh, I didn't know we are having guests. Neither, neither did I. What's, what's, what's the big deal? Now all of a sudden you're getting a cold eye. But they're giving a smile to your friend. Oh, how are you? Long time no see. Yeah, I didn't know you'd come. It's nice to see. Yeah, drop by any time. And they're looking at you like, I didn't know we having guests. Now, I could have cleaned up. I could have done this. Now, part. to be fair, if you've got a partner, you have to tell them before because they... Yeah, they it starts warm, man. The biggest challenges of, of moving in with your partner are having to learn about them intensely and there's no there's no getting out there's no getting out in the sense that if you have a dispute over the phone you can drop the phone if you have a dispute at their house or your house you, you go someone can leave Brother, you, you, ever, you ever remember the first time you stayed at a partner's house here yeah? no, you, know, you, you moved in with a partner and you have an argument and you pick up your stuff like you want to go home but this is home see I've never had that what I have had though is I think the first time I had a dispute with a partner that I lived with. I went to the bedroom. I was like, yeah, fuck this, I'm out. And I went to the bedroom. I was in there chilling out on the bed, put my headphones in, put some music on, and she just walked in the door. Like, and a part of me was like, what are you doing here? Almost like to say like, how did you get to my space? Like, how did you get here where I am? But there's no escape. It means you have to deal with shit right then and there. Yeah, conflict resolution in relationships is actually really interesting when you live together. It becomes different. It's different. Yeah, because you have to... Because the whole mood of the house changes and you have to kind of resolve it. It's best suited for you to try and resolve it there and then. Because otherwise you get this eerie feeling in the house. What? It's just an awkward feeling when... It depends on how stubborn you are as well. Yeah. If you're, I'm stubborn you're doing the silent game. Because you always you're doing the you're doing the whole thing where I'm not talking to you, not talking to me, but you're always walking around each other, you're near each other, you're trying to get a spoon out of the drawer, they're trying to get a fork out at the same time, mm. and then you're like, try not have eye contact, but they're in your space. Mm. And I think learning to communicate and resolve issues effectively and quickly. Is a key part of survival when you when you're cohabitating. That's survival, you know. It is. It's survival. Like 
My partner, we used to talk, we used to say before, we used to, we had these these random conversations. Maybe I think we had three of them where we had this, and it came out of nowhere. Where she'd be like, "Did you think we were gonna make it this long?" And I'm like, "Where did this come from?" Wow, I've never had those conversations. Before. But I've never had them. Like, did you think we were gonna make it? What? 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 Are you? Are we? Are we under threat right now? You know. I've never had those conversations. And before. we 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 spoke about like the earlier stages when we had conflicts because we are so different in the way we do things and behave, and then having to kind of regulate. And I don't like for example when when I have a dispute, I don't want to deal with it then and then. I want to calm down. Gather my thoughts and articulate appropriately. Same. I, I, I hear that. But you have she, to, yeah. what's here and now, and I'm like, I'm not talking to you. And she was just standing next to me. I'm like, we're doing this right now. We're doing this right now. And I remember we had a dispute, and I was sitting there playing my PlayStation. I was like, I put my headphones on, have my, my team in the background. I'm like, guys, don't worry about the noise in the background. Let's carry on. She unplugged the PlayStation. For, this, what, this, was, this has been repeated twice. The second time we had that strong conversation, that will never happen again. Or there'll be blood. That's it. But it was a case of you have to learn to manage another person in the most accurate and intricate way possible mm. for you to survive in that scenario. Because if we didn't live together, and she came to my house and unplugged my PlayStation, you're going home Imme- immediately. We're not discussing whatever's bothering you. You're going home immediately. Mm. There's a high chance you might not even be seen again. Like that's it. Party done. Don't, don't, don't phone me. Your the next phone call will be come and collect your stuff. Like my PlayStation's presents to me. You never had that, that before. What? Someone said to come collect your stuff. No. Like, I've never had the phone call that like, come and get your shit. Like, none of that. I've had the exchanging of belongings. Mm. Like I said, like, like, last week we were talking about breakers. I've had the whole, like, let's meet up on the high road. You've lived that movie life, you know. Live on the high road, like, oh, here's your stuff you had in my drawer. Here's your stuff you had in my drawer. I've never had a movie that- I, I feel like I, this, this thing is foreign to me. It was not. She came with her mum. I was like 17. And she came with her mum. A what? She came with her mum. For like moral support. She was upset. Oh, my days. I'd made the decision to terminate the... I'm going to start calling you movie guy, you know, because this is... It was, I remember... Her mum and I, we used to go on really well. I used to talk to her. Like she, mums like me. Is this Dawson's Creek? <laughs> My mum's like me, and I remember her. Go like, on Google that if you don't know what Dawson's Creek is. And I remember seeing her giving her that like that meek little wave and half smile. Oh hi! Didn't not even there was no change of expression. I feel like she was just swearing at me with her eyes, breaking my daughter's heart. You motherfucker! I knew you would. Look at your face. I'm like, oh shit, mum don't like me anymore. But when you have disputes in the household, like when you have disputes in the household. When you live with someone, learn to deal with those as effective as possible is important. Because like I said, you can't send someone home. You can't just drop the phone. Like, you know what? I'm done with this. Because they'll follow you. Or if you're the one that wants to resolve straight away, because sometimes that like And rare. plus sometimes the sleep is uncomfortable. You know what yeah. like you know what like is that you're having an argument? Guys, I'll tell you this now. Having an argument and trying to sleep next to the same person, yeah. Because you're purposely trying not to touch them, trying to, to get your own space. It's nuts. They're, they're trying to take the cover. You're like, nah, you're giving me my cover. It's all long. One thing I'm not going to lie to you, that's, that's never going to happen to me. Ever. I can say this confidently. Go and sleep on the sofa. That that movie shit. Oh, go and sleep on the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> In what house? Nah, that's, that's never happening. Because <laughs> the reality is, if you are upset, 
you have to just deal with it. If you if you feel that strongly about about the the, the dispute, you can go and sleep on the sofa. Yeah, yeah. Because I will sleep like a baby in the bed. <laughs> I'm not paying bills to sleep on no and, sofa. And they'll they'll be lying there looking at you, and you're sleeping peacefully. All of a sudden, then they start breathing loud just to hint. <sighs> well, I'm like, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. All right, cool. Good night. I, the whole guy's even saying, it's, I think it's, a, it's, an, it's something from the old convention that people could just be doing that. You're not sleeping in the bed with me. Oh, oh are, you le- are you leaving? You know what? It, I can't even, that, even the thought of that is preposterous to me. Because you know what would happen? I feel like I would just take all the pillows. No one's sleeping. That's deep. Nah, that's deep. What do you mean? I, I, that's deep. I don't do that. <laughs> I just say, look, we'll talk in the morning if you're that upset, okay? But I'm not ready to talk now. I'm going to bed. Also, I think also, dealing dealing with conflicts, it's best to, like you know that saying, oh, you should go, you shouldn't go to bed on an argument. I actually understand why they say that, because me personally, I know that I don't like I don't want to have a dispute before I go to sleep and go to work and have to deal with people because I feel like I'm gonna be rattled. Anything they say, because I'm really, my thought process is, when I'm, I'm thinking about the argument I've just had, or how I'm going to deal with this conflict, mm. and then to deal with people at work, in a work environment, and they may say something like, that I feel like, oh, why are you so stupid? My my, my temperament is already like on edge. Mm. And knowing I, because I'm thinking, I still have to go home to deal with it. Now I understand why, you see when he's younger, and you see in films where men are going to, to the bar straight after work, I fully understand it. <laughs> Not going home? No, 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 no. It's no, fucking no. paradise. Yeah, I'll, I'll stay a bit later. I fully understand it now because people are avoiding fixing conflicts or issues they may have at home. No, do you know what? I can go to bed on an argument. I'm not going to lie to you. And I'll sleep fine. Because if I don't want to talk to you, I don't want to talk to you. No, I'm I not going to feel better by talking to you when I don't want to talk to you. And that is something that has presented me with challenges before and I've had to learn to give my partner the space to vent and say what is bothering her. Yeah. I think when people turn around and say you can't go to bed or you can't or you shouldn't go to bed on on, on an argument, I can't completely agree. I can understand, but I, I can go to bed. I can sleep well. She might not sleep well. But that's kind of her problem, if I'm honest. Like, it's because it doesn't do me any good because I'm a big believer in what you say can never be unheard, mm-hmm. and I'm don't I don't like those excuses of oh, I was angry when I said it. Or, I, don't, I don't like that. If you're angry and you go off and you you're, you're in a fit of rage, you don't talk you don't start talking about you know unicorns and cyclopses because the shit's not real. You don't say shit that's not real. So as far as I'm concerned, anything you say, whether you're in, whether it's in anger or not, is real. Whether you meant it with such intent may vary, but there's a thought process there. They turn around and say something like, you know what, I don't trust you anyway. You're fucking this and that and the other. Regardless of you saying that when you're angry, you still said it. It means that you thought about it at some point. Mm. So for me, I can't... I'd rather not talk to people when they're angry and when I'm not angry. I hear that. Because it does, it's, it, it does, it doesn't make sense. It's not appropriate. Because people, people make mistakes, and I will hold it to you. Do you know what I mean? If you turn around and say to me, "Actually, yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. I do trust you, or things are fine. I don't actually have this issue with you or your parent or this and that." Have you? No, 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 no. 
no, 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 no. I don't, <laughs> don't want to hear that. As far as I'm concerned, you've said it. And at some point, we're going to address it. And telling me I was angry at the time will not mean sweet FA to me. You've said it, and now I'm going to, I'm going to respond to it in the way I wish to respond to it. Um, to be honest, I feel like th- these are things that what we've discussed so far, like these are the kind of things that you you will have to encounter um, when you move in with your partner. Mm. And let's not forget bills. That like you should have to communicate about how you're gonna organize your bills, how you're gonna do things. Life strains, isn't it? Like life, and even just like you look going out and doing your own separate things. Like things that you need to discuss when you move move in together, because they will become a rise when like say you're someone that's social, you like to go out. Your partner doesn't like to go out, so she should be thinking, "Why are you leaving me home alone?" Mm. I didn't get into a relationship, so I could be home alone. Well, I've heard that many times. And you're like, but you're not actually alone. It's just that I'm going out to enjoy time with my friends, mm. which is something you'll understand as well. Also, as well as like some guys will have this issue with. If you're a guy that has female friends and your partner's not really comfortable with you having female friends, I suppose you wouldn't. I actually know there are people that live together, live with people, have got together, and, and because their partner doesn't like them having opposite friends, they've, they've kind of just become a homebody. A homebody? What do you mean by homebody? They stay at home because that's what their partner wants to do. Oh, and they and they need to get permission to go out. Yeah, they need like the the hall pass, which is wild. I'm not. I'm not gonna insult people in that position I am <laughs> not insult people in that position I'm, what I will say is that you've allowed yourself to be put in that position yeah and start as you mean to go on yeah for that I don't give you any sympathy yeah well, that's, that's one you. piece of advice I think I'd give when you move in together start as you mean to go on really kind of don't try to cater to that person you think this is what they may want to hear this is what they may want to do good I would say don't lie don't lie and people think when I say don't lie that, that I'm saying don't tell fibs no I'm saying don't lie in terms of the behaviour that you display the person that you are I'm a raver now imagine if I moved in with my partner and was not going out raving didn't go to the pub and do any of that for the first four, five, six months and I was like oh now I'm settled now all of a sudden then every Friday boom at the pub Saturday I'm out they're going to sit there and take this big shot like, hold on, you've changed. There's a problem here. Yeah, it's not what's that. This you is know? not what I signed up for. It's, it's making sure that, start as you mean to go on. Start as you mean to go on. I think that works and it fits in, in, in the most appropriate manner. I think my last point in this is like, the biggest shock I had moving in with my partner was being checked on. What do you mean? being checked on like when you get that phone call oh it's six o'clock or seven thirty where are you you're not home from work yet going from because there was a oh yeah actually you know what yeah women notice your part your your, your patterns like not even notice your patterns but that they do they put, they, I think I think they did I think they have like they, they try to check up on you they have to see where you are and so forth and I think if you are someone that's been liberal and you know had freedom, your freedom will feel like it's being restricted. When I came back from uni and I moved back home with my, my parents, with my parents, my mum, it was difficult because I'd had the freedom of living, you know, with my mates and stuff at uni. So then I moved out, moved out, lived on my own. I had the freedom to do whatever I want. It was brilliant, you know, it was even better than 
living with people, but then obviously it got boring because I'm a sociable person. Um, then I'm having a partner at the time and I stay at theirs and they stay at mine. And that was pretty nice. Because we weren't living together, there was no, there was no expectations. expectation on time. So living with my first partner and then getting the phone call like, oh, what time are you coming home today? And me thinking, oh, I don't know. But when I walk through the door is when I'm at home. Yeah, that's, you know, that's such a weird, like, it sounds really weird to us as guys. When you first hear it, it is, it is strange. You know, what time you come back? And yeah, I don't I know. I have no idea, I haven't left yet. Yeah, I haven't really planned my route home. What time does it finish? That's the, that's the, that's the thing that I find intense. When you say, okay, what time are you finishing? Oh, I finish at four, for example. And you know you leave about an hour from work. And you get a phone call at like 5.01. Ah. I've never had that. So you're not you're not home yet. I thought you finished at four. Yeah, I did finish at four. So it's, it's five. You're not here. Yeah, I'm doing that. Ah. I'm doing something else. You need to tell me you're doing that, something else. You feel like you're being governed. And I think the best way to deal with that is plan ahead. Is... Plan ahead, but also voice it at an early stage. One massive tip I am going to leave you with on this. Massive tip. Never give a time. Ever. That will sound quite peculiar. And it will sound... Ever. Ever. The wrong thing to do. But the reason why I'm going to say never give a time is because once you give a time... That same time will hang you by the neck. That's it. That is when you're expected... If you say, I'll be home by nine, and then more mates show up, or you have a new plan, and you're not going to be home by nine, it's about to get awkward, because then they're going to get a phone call, and like, I'm oh, sorry, babe, I'll be back in 30 minutes. 30 minutes passes, you just ordered another round in, you're not coming back in 30 minutes. You know what? You're not coming back until maybe two, three. That is going to be a very, very frosty reception that you walk into at three o'clock, oh, yeah. because they're still awake for whatever reason. When we say whatever reason, specifically you, and they want to talk about your you then and there when you are half cut and just want to go to bed, you've just had a kebab. I'm like, mm, I'm ready to sleep. No, 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 no. We have to sit here and talk about why you're in so late because I'm an adult and I have freedom. I can do what I want. All of that will feel very like it's being taken away from you. The way to manage that <laughs> is by communicating that. I'm laughing. Early and effective. I'm actually laughing. Why are you laughing? No, because it's actually funny. Because like, even just the fact that you say you feel restricted. You do. You do. And that's why we try to start off with positives. Because it's going to feel testing. It's going to feel hard. So we start off with positives. You know, get into... Oh, it's, it's a very testing... Yeah, very testing... Like, you learn a lot about yourself. Yeah, yourself and your partner. You know what? You learn... The strength of your relationship. I'm not going to lie to you. I would not advise anyone not to live with... You should live with your partner before you decide to marry them. I think, yeah, I think... I think, And obviously, I have not, I'm not married and I've been married. But I think cohabitating and is a lot more intense and challenging than marriage from my understanding of things. No, no, no. The reason why I say it, the reason why I'm saying it is because you need to understand the person that you're with. Mm. you don't get that like you, you what you get is a shadow of you get doses of what your partner will be like mm. when you don't live with them mm. when you live with them you get to understand the nuances of what they are actually like as a person mm. what they, they you have to entail and you'll be able to understand can I stand this can I 
Can I, can I, will I do? Is there more positive than negative? Will I enjoy this? Mm. When you, if you just get married and you move into a house together, this person might be the most unhygienic person you ever known. Hygiene is a big. You must be hygiene. Well, hygiene is is, is one of the. Of course, is a big thing. But I was, imagine you get like you marry someone. Obviously, all that time that you high because you only seen them and saw those. Get home and they are a hoarder. You come home and there's just rubbish on the floor. No, don't see. I'm gonna say, don't say that. Don't be slanging for I'm a hoarder, but there's there's, there's no, no, no. But hoard, I'm saying I have to go mess. Like, like I have to mess. That's different. Some people just be keeping trash, and some people like hoarders get a bad light, man. We we just keep. No, I'm giving. I'm giving it extreme. I have to give it extreme because you got to think about it. you come home, and there's this shit in your house, but you've married this person. I think the things you learn about your partner when you live with them are things that, as I said earlier, I think I said, are things that you wouldn't learn through conversation. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The things you learn through conversation are they're kind of like trivial things. Yeah, they're not yeah. They're, they're not beyond the surface. Yeah, not in a rude way, but they're quite trivial. Oh, what do you like? Where would you love to go on this holiday? And what would you like to do? You know, trivial, benign pieces of information. Whereas... The things you learn about your partner when you live with them, the things you don't talk about that you see, that's like, that's in, that's intense, and that then tells you whether you can cope with this person. Yeah. Because you can sit there and say, "Can I make this adjustment to accommodate them?" Twinness, there are many positives to living with your partner. Obviously, we've, we've said some of the negatives, but it is a interesting thing for you to we'll probably do another one. Maybe a bit more deep dive into the terms of finance bills and other things that you may want to look into um but i think that was more or less what i wanted to talk about mm. in terms of just moving living with your partner yeah no i agree i think it, it might have seemed like we talked about a lot of negatives but we don't need to really prepare you for positives do you do you mean it's that's a, that's a pleasant surprise you get all these nice things so i think in terms of take just reducing the shock factor but also just so that other people that have moved in with their partners know that other men are going through the same thing or have gone through the same thing. You're not alone in what you've experienced. Our song of the week this week. My song of the week would have to be because it was Nipsey Hussle's birthday this week. Oh, is so, that why so, there was all the posts of him? So I've, I'm going to say my song of the week is um, You See Us. I think that's going to be my, my song of the week. That's probably one of my, one of my favourite um, Nipsey songs. You see us? Yeah. Cool. Right, so you've been listening to another episode of the Man Handbook. I've been Willow. I've been Mr. Wordsmith. Um, follow us on Man on Instagram and on Twitter. Oh, you uh, Willow's got his own Twitter now. Jeez, guys, I bit the bullet. I've got my own Twitter. The shit's wild. So, like, if you're sitting there thinking there's loads of shit that you would disagree with, say something. Like, I say shit because I know shit. 
Just follow us on Instagram at the Man Handbook 101 and on Twitter at the Man Handbook 1. I am also on Twitter now at Willow underscore TMH101. Having my own Twitter is a bit strange, to be fair. What I'm scared of is I'm going to tweet something on the, the Man Handbook page and think it's my one and forget to switch profiles. Start, start some wild shit. Oh, all we have to do is delete the delete button. That's all we have to do. This is some wild shit. But once it's out there, it's out there. Brother, just delete. <laughs> all we have to do is just delete. What's that? It's out there. Guys, thanks for listening again. And we will see you next week. <laughs>